0: welcome back in everybody to another episode of tide talk live stacy blackwood joined as always by my good buddy jake thomas jake how you doing man
1: man i'm doing great stacy uh good uh been, been a great weekend um got a lot to talk about so uh man i'm ready to jump in right right into it brother
0: yeah definitely uh a scrimmage happened on saturday from tuscaloosa of course there's been a lot discussed and talked about already as we record this on sunday afternoon but uh you know you got to be careful with the information you get you got to be careful with the information you give out so uh we're going to do our best to kind of give you what we believe is the most accurate you know kind of recap from the scrimmage that happened on saturday and uh, before we do that make sure you do like share and subscribe today jump in the comment section let us know your thoughts and opinions on today's show and uh what, what you're thinking about this crimson tide team moving forward here in fall camp jake uh, I think it's important to note before we even dive too deep, and I thought about waiting to the end of the show to even talk about this, but there's been a lot of fans, especially on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you look, that they're just so upset right now with 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 the way Coach Saban talked after the scrimmage yesterday, uh, with with some of the reports that that's been you know leaked out over the last day or so, uh, you know, following the scrimmage. Uh, but but one thing that I need to remind fans of: they they've practiced a total of nine times so far. Yesterday's scrimmage was the ninth practice and the very first scrimmage of the fall. So if you had a thought or uh, you had made up your mind that it was going to look perfect, that it was going to be perfect, that every competition was going to be complete and that, you know, we were going to know exactly what was going to be coming onto the field on September 2nd against middle Tennessee state, then that's your own fault. Mm -hmm. You're, You're the one who set those expectations. Nobody else has set those expectations. I think it's premature. I think it's, unwise really to have those sort of expectations, you know, less than two weeks into fall camp. So um, it's important to remember that we're still in the early stages of fall camp. Uh, I know we're three weeks away, you know, a little bit less than three weeks away from the first game there. That's, that's a lot of practice reps. There's going to be another scrimmage at least. So calm down, relax a little bit. And also one other side note, Jake, uh, as far as coach saving, co- Saban's comments go, you would think after all these years with him being the head coach everyone would understand that he's not going to come out and say, boy I, I I can't believe we're this good already can you believe, how man are, you know, we dominated on offense, we dominated on defense, uh, are, all our quarterbacks made perfect decisions the entire day if you think he's going to come out and say those things, then once again, I don't know what to tell you you haven't been paying attention over the last 17 years, because I don't care how good we've looked Saban's never satisfied and that's what makes him great right so keep that in mind as well when you hear his 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 post scrimmage comments or his comments following practices throughout the week so all that is important because it's in context of what's going on right now like I said early stages of the fall camp a long way to go until that first game rolls around in early September so I just wanted to kind of get that out to begin with and remind folks of that that it's there's still a long way to go.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And going off on what you said about saving, man. Yeah, you know, even when we, you know, during our championship, uh, national championship teams and and all of those, he still found something with those teams that that he, you know, tried to work on. Because if, if you get complacent and, and think you're good, somebody's going to beat you, you know, that that weekend. And, I mean, it's college football. Anything can happen. And if you think you're you're the best team out there, you have one slip up, and that's what Saban's trying to keep from happening. He does not want the guys to get too complacent early on, and really throughout the whole season.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and with all that being said, we're going to kind of do a, you know, maybe maybe not all the positions, but more or less a position by position kind of recap of of what what happened during yesterday's scrimmage uh, from Bryant Denny Stadium. Of course, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Uh, look, I think it's it's clear right now that there's not enough separation from any of the guys to say, yeah, he's going to be the starter. But I do think that so far, I think it's, you know, most most folks are saying that Milro probably had the most complete day of all the quarterbacks uh, yesterday. Um, now, that doesn't mean he was perfect, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't mean that all the other guys were terrible. What it means is that over the course of the scrim he was the most consistent and, you know, you know, maybe that should be expected since he is the guy who's older. He's been in the program longer than the other two guys that are competing for the for the quarterback position. But I think it's also important to note that you know freshman Dylan Lonergan continues to impress the coaches, and it but might be enough where he starts seeing some reps with the first and second team as well. And you know may, he might kind of enter himself into that competition as well. So uh, right now, to me, the quarterback competition can be summed up this way. Nobody has separated enough to say, yeah, this is our guy. So it's just an ongoing competition that's going to, we're going to have to wait out. I mean, that's just the truth of it.
1: Yeah, I agree, Stacy. It's, you know, it's an ungrown process, ongoing process. And, uh, you know, we, we feel like it probably would not be ready and, and completed until the first week of the season. Maybe during that, you may see three or four or five guys uh, played, you know, that game uh, at quarterback, but, you know, I have I have talked to you privately uh, about this matter, but, you know, I feel like whoever the quarterback wins out, whoever it is, whether it's Todd Stinson, Jalen Milrow, Tyler Buckner, Dylan Lonegan, they have absolutely earned it because this defense, from everything I have been seeing, has been stifling, and, and they have not made it easy on any of these guys. And, and of course, um, uh, one of the really – concerning things and we'll probably touch on it when we talk about the wide receivers we're still having the drops and stuff and you know if if it's a good pass you can't blame that on the on the quarterback so you know that kind of probably hurts confidence a little bit as well but overall it's still an ongoing process uh i still feel like it'll be either milro or tie uh at the end of it uh we just got to see which one of them takes that next step we talk about the next step just got to wait and see who takes that next step and takes over the reins at quarterback.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned the wide receiver, so we'll just go straight to there now. And, you know, there, Coach Saban mentioned the drops again, but I think, I think it's also important to, to say this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, I've heard that there was only two drops the entire scrimmage. Right. Now, those drops could have been for huge plays, which I heard one was could have been for a, a huge gain, you know, maybe even a touchdown. So mm-hmm. just because Coach Saban's talking about drops doesn't mean there was 30 drops. Right. So the context of things matters. And, and that's why you have to be you have to take everything you hear from these reports from this from these closed scrimmages mm-hmm. with a grain of salt, because uh, when you're getting secondhand you know knowledge or hearsay. Um, you miss the context part of it, and that's the really important. So the receivers, look, do they have to catch the ball more consistently? Absolutely. There's no question about that. But I continue, continue to hear good things about Jermaine Burton. Yes. Uh, apparently Jermaine Burton was the best receiver throughout all the summer stuff, seven on seven, and he has kind of continued that here in fall camp, and he's really kind of taken the leadership role among that wide receiver group, and that's something we talked about that needed to happen, you know, over the summer, Jake. And it appears that he's kind of taking that next step, and has proven to be a leader in that room and a guy who played really well, according to everything I've heard uh, in Saturday scrimmage. So that, that's that's a real positive positive note from Saturday scrimmage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Jermaine Burton uh, has, like you said, has had a great summer. Uh, he's still doing great in fall camp, from from what we have seen. And, uh, yeah, you talk about making that next step. You know, we had talked about how he needed to because there's so many young, hungry guys behind him. And if he's out there competing and getting better and, and working on, you know, he had several jobs last year. If he's working on his hands and getting that corrected, he's definitely going to be the, the first on the first unit uh, going out every single game. I just, I just feel like because his leadership and, and being a guy that we can go to in a, in a tough situation. So he needs to be that that first unit coming out, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and and the way he plays and the way he runs routes. You oh, notice how often he was open deep down the field last year with Bryce Young at quarterback. Uh, uh he, he seems like a guy who could be who could do well in some play action uh pass scenarios. So and I figure that's be a big part of the album offense here in 2023. But uh keeping it with with some of the offensive playmakers, let, let's look at the, and talk about the tight ends, Jake. Uh all reports are positive from the tight end group, Jake, right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, C.J. Dupree, Amari Nyback, Danny Lewis, Robbie Oots, uh, you know, we've talked about all four of those guys uh, throughout the summer, how they could all have a, a really an important role with the first team offense here in here in th- this fall. And, you know, I want to talk about two guys in particular because I think those are the two guys who are going to be featured the most. Uh, that's Maryland transfer C.J. Dupree or Dupree, however you want to pronounce mm-hmm. it. I've heard it both ways. And then, then uh, Amari Nyblak, the second-year player, Jake, who we have been excited about ever since he arrived on campus. He's put on a lot of muscle. He's up to around 240 pounds now. Uh, he is a guy uh, who, who could be a major weapon in the red, red zone for Alabama here this season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amari Nyblak has had a great summer and a great fall camp. Uh, and, and overall, the the tight end room is just solid. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, lot of great players there. Uh, Nablach's probably the future star of that position. Uh, and another guy who, uh, who we have heard that's had a had good camp is uh, another freshman, uh, Ty Lockwood. So, um, you know, he may be a guy to keep your eye on later in the season, maybe get a few reps. Uh, so I'm interested to see how, how he continues to develop.
0: Yeah. You know, with the new, you know, with the redshirt rule where they can play in four games in the season and then also participate in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if that was the case, that, that I could definitely see Ty Lockwood earn some playing time here in 2023, especially with all the reports we're receiving and how well he's performed in fall camp. A uh, uh, couple more position groups on the offense side of the ball. There's not much to say about the running backs, Jake. It's all been right. said that they're <laughs> rock solid. they they might be the best position group on the team. Right. Uh, we're four or five deep, really. If you include Richard Young, we're five deep. Uh, with guys who are capable of of taking it to the house of playing bully ball, so there's not much to say there. Uh, just need to get a hundred percent healthy there. Jam Miller mm-hmm. is still a little bit nicked up right now. Uh, Coach Sebby he mentioned he had a thigh bruise, so uh, it, once he gets healthy, this that running back room is going to be crazy, crazy elite. Yeah, it's going to be nasty. And uh, you know, I feel like we're going. You know, we talked about
1: we're going to run the ball a lot this year. Um, and and you like you said says, says we got four or five guys you can depend on every single play and that running back room so uh, each one of them brings something different to the table uh, we talked about Roy Dale Williams how he's a great pass blocker so you may see him on third and long situations as a pass pass blocker no, another guy to to protect the quarterback but uh, Justice Haynes continues to impress uh, Jess McClellan uh, you you know he he's just been the rock. Uh, at, at running back this this all season and, and during camp, so uh get Jam Miller healthy, and, and this room is scary, scary good.
0: No, no doubt about it. And the guys blocking for those guys, Jake. Uh, you know, Coach Saban mentioned he'd like to have a little bit more you know consistency and depth there along the offensive line. And that's really that's really the key for every position group throughout fall camp is building consistent play, then also building depth behind your starters. So uh that's really just that's, that's right on cue for, for every position group on the team. And, you know, we're hearing more about Caden Proctor possibly taking over at left tackle. Uh, it looks like Terrence Ferguson has a great opportunity to be the starting left guard. So you're talking about an offensive line that could be absolutely massive <laughs> in, in size and mm-hmm. stature. So, uh, and, and the fact that I think the strength of both Proctor and uh, Terrence Ferguson is their run blocking. Mm-hmm. We could see and then you look at Tyler Booker and JC Latham on the right side. Good grief, man. There, there should be a lot of open lanes for the running backs this fall.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and that's what I found interesting. Um, that report that that you know we got was you know, they did a lot of runs behind Caden Proctor and and uh Ferguson. And I mean they're the two newbies on, on that on that line. So, you know, to me that feels like the coaches are confident that they can open up lanes uh For our running backs, and then like you said, Stacy, JC Latham. uh There's a picture that he put out the other day. He's up to like 360, and people is like, "Oh my gosh, that is thing want- it? it is. That's it like you don't want to. You you know, I, I heard people say that's too big for you know for an offensive lineman. It, he's muscle. I mean, he's not. A, that's he not don't. A- have,
0: he, he has zero fat in his belly area. <laughs> I don't know how how he weighs 360 pounds that's huge
1: it is i mean it's it's pure muscle so and then tyler booker's uh behemoth on the man too so you know everything goes well this offensive line they they work out a few kinks you know i feel like we're, we're going to be fine on the offensive line as well
0: yeah and, and switching over to the defensive side jake uh, all reports are that the number one defense looks really, really good, which is which is really positive to hear this early in fall camp because it's easier to be good in, on defense early on than it is on the offensive side of the ball, especially when you're trying to break in a quarterback and a lot of new faces on the offensive side. The defense is really playing well right now. Uh, I like What I like about this defense is something that we've talked about a lot is the depth, Jake, right. at, at every position. and. Uh, you know, Coach Saban brought up the defensive line yesterday, and guys like Justin Aboiby and Jaheim Otis have had really good fall camps. He he did mention that Tim Smith, like he's been his entire career, has been up and down so far this fall, so he needs to be a little more consistent. But I'm, we're hearing good things about, you know, guys, uh, you know, uh, you know, off the bench, Damon Payne, Jamarian Latham. So there's some depth there, Jake, that we've talked about uh, throughout the summer. And, and it's so good to hear that Justin Aboiby, and Jaheim Otis are, are really having solid fall camps. And uh I hear they're creating a lot a lot of pressure and a lot of havoc in the backfield uh early on in fall camp. So that, that's real positive news.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, Justin DeBoer, you know, we have talked extensively about him, how he has had, you know, games where he looked really well and, and seems like he started playing up to his level then have injuries. So if he can stay healthy – I feel like he's going to be a, a big cog on the defensive line for us this year. And Jahi uh we have been impressed with him since he—he, he, you know, stepped foot at Alabama. Uh, so he's—he's he's also another guy who I feel like can can take that next step and be and be great. We're just waiting on Tim Smith to to do it as well because I feel like he's got the got the potential to do it. He just got to do it, and, and we're just waiting on him to get it all right in his head and and make that transition. He will.
0: Yeah, I hope so Jake because if those three guys can play at a very high level, it makes everybody else's job on the defense that much easier. Right. So, uh, if they're playing at a high level, that could be an elite defense, one of the best in the country. And that, that's certainly the expectation for for an Alabama defense. So, hopefully they can they can reach that that level. Jake, uh, the linebacker group, uh especially on the inside, you look at Tresman Marshall, uh here he had a good game, a good scrimmage yesterday. Of course, Deontay Lawson is is proving to be a leader on this defense, a guy who is Really showing why he was a, such a highly recruited kid. And uh, he, he looks like he's going to be a really good player. Jihad Campbell continues to shine. So there's a lot of depth there at inside linebacker. You know, no mention, you know, think about Justin Jefferson, Sean Murphy, Kendrick Blackshire. There's a lot of depth there at inside linebacker. So I'm really excited about that group. And then you look at the outside linebackers Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner, Keanu Coat, uh, you know, Jeremiah Alexander, the freshman Keon Keeley, Yonsei Pierre quay russell so uh, at all those positions at linebacker there is tremendous depth and tremendous upside and i'm just excited to see what they can do getting after the passer this fall
1: man yes yeah, this this linebacker group as a whole is really really you know good it's probably one of the deepest we've had in a while at alabama and uh there's just so much talent there and you wish you can get them all in the field but you can't but the 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 two that that seem to be be starting on the inside linebacker right now, of course, is uh, Deontay Lawson and, and Jahi Campbell. Uh, but um, you know, like you said, Trez Marshall had had an intersection, I believe, uh, in in the scrimmage yesterday. So, you know, he may be pushing uh, Campbell a little bit, but Campbell seems like to me he he's not going to get you know give up that starting starting spot, you know, anytime soon. And then outside linebackers, man, um, you know, Chris Braswell, I feel like he's going to be be the key this year because all the tension seems like is going to be on Dallas Turner. So he should have plenty of opportunities to get to the quarterback. So as long as he continues to do that, we're going to be fine at linebacker.
0: No doubt about it. No, no doubt about it. And Jay, let's, we'll wrap things up real quick with the secondary. Uh, you know, coach Saban mentioned in his press conference about the versatility of all the guys in the back end of that defense. And you think about guys like Malachi Moore, you think about, uh, you know, uh, Devontae Smith, Earl Little, Terrion Arnold. Get, those guys can play multiple positions. He's trying to teach some of the younger players, you know, other positions as well, guys like Tony Mitchell. Uh, you know, you think about the two guys who transferred in, you know, Jalen Key and Trey Amos. Those guys are fitting well into this defense and learning and, you know, catching up uh, w- with some of their counterparts. So th- there's a lot of depth. Apparently, apparently Terry and Arnold has really turned it on. And, and if we can have two lockdown corners, because we already know what Kool-Aid is, you get two lockdown corners, Jake, man, that, that makes it tough. That means the quarterback's going to have to throw across the middle a lot. Uh, good luck getting past Deontay Lawson, Jihad Campbell, mm-hmm. Tresman Marshall. And then after them, it's looking like maybe a Devontae Smith and Caleb Downs there uh, mm-hmm. lurking in, in the back end of the defense. So this secondary has me excited, Jake. I, I think they have playmaker potential. And uh, there, this could be a, a season with a lot of interceptions, a lot of non-offensive touchdowns, and that will certainly help, uh, you know, especially a team that's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. So uh, that that could be huge for this team moving forward. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. And I have been impressed uh, from, from everything that I, I've been gathering on Devontae Smith. He has pretty much come into camp and, uh, I mean, ha- has played up to well – well standard to be a, a you know, starter there on the on the uh in the secondary so uh he's playing well terry on arnold has, has been playing well they're saying um amos is, has had a great uh camp as well but like you said stacy you have a two lockdown corners it just makes it that much tougher on on offense to, to get the ball down the field and and i feel like we're going to be stuffing the run a lot more this year than what we have defensively so you know, if you got two lockdown corners, they're going to force it. You know, across the middle, like you said, and then you have guys like Trez Marshall, like you did much in the practice yesterday, the scrimmage yesterday, having interceptions. So, it gives guys like that opportunity to uh, to to have stats and make big plays as well.
0: No doubt about it. This this secondary, I think this secondary could be, you know, one of the strongest groups in the country uh, especially when in terms of making plays for their defense and being opportunistic and creating turnovers which is something i'm going to struggle with last season and, and even in uh, 2021 so creating turnovers will be big for alabama this season and i think this secondary has the you know the capabilities of being that type of of, of defense so excited about that jake they'll be back at practice again this next week and of course next saturday there will be another scrimmage. Uh, you know, th- There's a few more people allowed on that one, so we'll get some good information from that scrimmage as well, Jake. Looking forward to that and kind of recapping that next weekend as well. Uh, we'll try our best to kind of get another live show in between now and next weekend to kind of get some some viewer interaction there. So it's uh, been a lot of fun, Jake, recapping this scrimmage. Once again, I will remind everybody, we're still early on in, in the fall camp process. There's a long way to go. I know it doesn't seem like a long way to go, but there's a lot of practice time remaining, a lot of reps remaining, and anything can happen on any given day. So just be patient with the team. Uh, don't, don't read too much into to what you're hearing right now or what you're seeing right now. Just be patient and uh, just let Coach Sabin do his work and his staff that he's built in Tuscaloosa because uh, I, for one, trust what he's doing and I trust the process and I think he's going to get it done and get it done right.
1: Yeah. There's no reason not to trust the process because he's done it time and time and time and time again, you know, yeah. <laughs> so just continue to to trust Saban and uh, we're going to be fine because as long as he's, he's, you know, on that sideline down there, we're going to be, you know, in contention for a national title every single year.
0: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, Jack, well, that's going to wrap it up. Had a lot of fun talking about the scrimmage and you know, the report that we received. So, Uh, We'll be back, like we said, hopefully here in a few days with a live show. We'll keep you all up to date on that as well. But make sure you do like, share, and subscribe today. Jump in the comments and let us know your thoughts on the scrimmage and what you hope to see from the tide moving forward here in fall camp. But thank you so much for watching. We'll be back soon. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.